That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? I love those shoes on you. Thank you. They're fun. That always reminds me of the beginning of... Ah! I love rock and roll you know she's like is this thing on is this thing on oh yeah she it's does like do that so 90s. iconic movie iconic, yeah that and crossroads i'm gonna love start that. saying that every I was time we podcast so confused when she fell down the stairs though i was like what's the big deal <laughs> oh Oops. oh it's dark you guys we have so much to unpack i really we were just going I'm over the notes jazzed. for this and honestly her and i aren't big note people we're just like yeah yeah let's just go yeah but welcome back queens and honestly and king there was, I just told Anna Grace, a huge shout out right off the bat to you, Mike. I met you at the Vandy game. He was a, a grown ass man who said, uh, you might not think that men listen to your podcast, but I do. He said, I'm the guy that is chuckling on the elliptical at the YMCA because you guys make that. me laugh. He actually sat down. He sat down and he was like, um, hey, these are my seats at Vandy. He's like, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know now that I'm about to ask you a lot of questions. So just tell me when to stop. Normally, that would be <laughs> such a scary thing. And I was like, oh, okay. But he seems so normal, you know? So yeah. I was like, okay. And I was assuming, really, Realistically, I was at a bandy game. He's a man. And I just thought like, oh, he's going to ask me a bunch of questions about like Jay Cutler and Kristen yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. From my time on Barry Cavallari, mm-hmm. maybe. That feels, Did, yeah. Absolutely wrong direction. He was like, podcast, loyal podcast listener. <laughs> and I was like, pop off king. Mike. Mike. Shouts out to Mike. He actually, he is very adamant about us going on a live tour. Mm-hmm. I said I, I wanted to do a live tour for a very long time. Um, whenever I had thoughts of it doing it last year, then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. But my dream is to be on a live tour for you guys, going to different cities, different guests in those cities yeah, that I can bring on. I would love that. He very specifically requested that there be bottomless mimosas at said live events, which I'm here to tell you, Mike with the great ideas. A direct king. A, a direct king. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to shower you guys with champagne oh, and yeah. myself. Champagne showers. Let's champagne pack this, showers. Let's pack this doggy up and take her on the road. Let's take her on the fucking road. So <laughs> if you guys are interested in a live tour, let me know what city you're in. Yes. Wow. A titty jiggle oh for that gosh. one. Dude, your boobs have been looking so, like, good lately. Wow, thank you. I feel like I almost showed an Aeorla. Areola? Areola. I cannot pronounce words correctly. That's my Areola. My Areola. That's in a song? Yeah. What song? I don't know. Uh, They almost popped out on your story. (laughs) (laughs) Someone was like, how (laughs) did her nipples not show? And I was like, listen. Y'all, Shannon was doing this dance in, like, the smallest shirt. It was a thread. It was one thread (laughs) over both of her areolas and she did at one point she was doing a head bang and her nipples did not pop out and everyone was like i'm sorry ma'am could y'all run that back <laughs> and i was like no i can't do like, it if i tried yeah what kind of magic is that and i said she's a wizard she's, she's a, wizard, Harry. a nipple wizard mm-hmm. not me not you 
not Hermione. <laughs> I forgot that line from Harry Potter. <laughs> it's you. Um, God, anyways, I love Harry Potter. I love it. Me too. It's that time of year. I I'm going to watch all of them. I ordered my Christmas tree today. I went to uh, this cute little tree farm. I, it's absurd. The I really, I, you know me, I love to do stuff for shock factor. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I moved this one piece of furniture I have downstairs, I could really put a big old tree that would go up to the second floor. So I did. I ordered a 15 foot tree. Y'all, this, you're wild. I have nine foot ceiling. So like this is nine foot, right? Mm-hmm. That we're sitting under right now. So the downstairs, you know how the ceilings go up so is high. Is this a the, real tree? A real tree. Um, do you know the amount of bristles or what are they called that are going to fall off of that? Yeah. A 40 foot real tree. It's, it's like 14. There's going to be like a forest in here. I know. It looked like it came out of a forest. And then I had them flock <laughs> it. Do you know what it means to be flocked? With that frosty? It's like frosted snow mm. on there and like they're lighting it up. Reminds I, me of frosty mini wheats. Pro- okay. <laughs> like, well, that takes the price factor down a little bit. It cheapens it a bit. <laughs> I love yeah. mini wheats. <laughs> I do love frosted You know what I can't too. eat anymore? Mini wheats. Gluten. Damn, gluten. Yeah. Going to New York with uh, Anna Grace was tough because i just wanted to shove pasta in my bufal and but i'm good i i, I stick shannon up really like well. i told austin last night over dinner i was like shannon's really advocating for my my gluten allergy <laughs> no i'm She'd like, be like hey does that have gluten in it you wouldn't ask you wouldn't ask we'd be at restaurants and we'd be getting a basket full of bread when we both be so hungry from walking 10 miles and i'd be like do you have any gluten-free options and they'd be like oh yeah we'll check and Anna Grace is like oh thanks i'm like you are just gonna sit there and be hungry i would I don't ever inconvenience anyone. I would have advocated for you in person as well. I Thank really you. would have. I know you I would, would have. have. But it was my birthday um, in New York, mm-hmm. 28, the big 2-8. I was yeah. actually t- telling someone earlier, I was like, I feel 28. Like, I think I felt 27 or 28 my whole life. When I was 21, people would be like, you're 21? Like, I just feel like I really, I'm not even calling myself mature. Just like You really, I'm really elder. proud of you. I really am proud of you. We were talking about the year 27, you learned boundaries. Yes. And you stopped spreading yourself hard. so thin. Hard, yeah. hard. Yeah, and I'm really proud of you, especially you being single. I, I can I can tell that you've grown a lot in this singleness journey. Thank like you. in the beginning, you guys, I'm gonna be honest. I was sleeping with her almost every single night oh. here in this house <laughs> because you were scared to be alone. And now I she, was. Now she's like, "Bitch, bye. Lock the door on the way out." I'm, I'm like, like, "Anyways, if you get out, I've got some Queen of the South to watch and a big glass of wine." I know. I'm so proud of you. But I had a good birthday in New York. We we have much more to talk about New York. What did I get from her? You got me. Oh, oh this beautiful headband that I'm wearing. Anna Grace got me. I got a lot of such fab. You get older and people start giving you great gifts. Yeah, what I know. Else? Just getting older is more fun. Also, the guy that ghosted me on me on my birthday that was a sweet present well that was a little treat that was a cute little treat i know shannon i was downstairs getting coffee and i read a text from her and she was like blah, blah bleepity bleep unfollow me <laughs> i was like and, on my birthday he had to know it was and my then birthday. she goes so sweet so tender so sweet so tender <laughs> listen cheers we've had a lot of really jarring moments happen and, and for you guys to fully understand a couple of experiences that we had in new york i actually need to run it back to last week we haven't podcast together like two weeks yeah okay so we podcasted with each other and yeah. then i had my podcast with katie Kate, last uh-huh. week so and I met Taylor's baby shower and Anna Grace couldn't go there. She had a wedding she was in. Mm -hmm. So I'm at Taylor's baby shower and I'm like, I'm texting her like, I cannot tell you this unless you're on FaceTime. Can you FaceTime me like in a couple days? Yeah, I went went from a wedding straight to Dallas for a work trip. Yeah, so she was in Dallas and she was like, I have to tell you this. I knew she had no time to like face, sit down and FaceTime me. So I was like, as soon as you have a second, I'm going to hold the story, which guys, that's very hard for me to do. That's very hard. She held it for like 72 hours. I was like, when you have a second to breathe, sit down and FaceTime me because it has to, I have to see your face for this. And she was like, okay. I was like, I'm so scared. So Matt Taylor's baby shower and her really good friends. Well, also to preface the, 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 her at the baby shower is the story that she was waiting to tell me yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so i'm waiting to tell this story for me at the baby shower and i taylor has 
amazing friends from all different times and walks of her life and mm-hmm. we all kind of congregated together at this shower and two of her favorite friends that I just adore so much they were like asking me what I was doing for my birthday coming up and yada yada and I said I was going to New York and um her husband not Taylor's husband the friend's husband said um I don't think they would care if I said their names but just for the sake of the podcast the we're story in the is about protection. to escalate quickly. the witness protection program based on the story I'm about to tell we're just gonna go ahead and keep it anonymous mm-hmm. so um her husband was like you know oh my god you should go to the box and i said oh my god we've been dying to go to the box i keep hearing that like another person whenever i went to new york one time was like you guys should see if you can get a table at the box i heard it's just like this really interactive artistic experience all these just really cool words like oh you just feel like you're in a different world da, 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 da. it's like a dinner and a show kind of place it's not like a broadway show but it's like a dinner and a show they get like a burlesque vibe a burlesque vibe but you can buy tables it's more like a bar i didn't i just follow really, service to be completely honest i didn't know i was so excited to experience it because so many people had talked about it mm-hmm. and how just like crazy it was crazy experience. and it's very like exclusive and secret society vibes yes you have to like have a know someone, contact or know someone pay a lot of money password i don't fucking know but i was Whole like i'm so in i want to take integration that's what we'll do and I'm talking to him about it and he kind of starts getting this like weird smirk on his face and I was like okay and then I look at his wife and I say well do you have you been to the box and she goes no do not go to the box and I will say her this friend is not a prude at all I knew that the concept behind this whole the box is it's a it's a very sexual artistic vibe like what I had heard before was like sometimes people will have sex on stage but like behind a sheet so it's like their silhouettes having sex but like, like actually having tasteful sex. Porn? like a tasteful like you said burlesque like provocative sexual experience like artistic provocative yeah so anyways I was like that's unlike her she's not really you know so wound tight yeah and I was like oh you wouldn't want to go she goes god no you guys don't need to go to that and I was like oh okay all right ma'am and I was like well tell me I asked her husband I said tell me what your experience was like he was like okay and he literally starts looking around and he he asks for the music to be turned on I think someone had like their phone and disconnected from the bluetooth I was like weird creating a distraction I was like all for just talking about a little sexy hanky pot time a little hanky panky a little hanky panky we don't care here we're all adults but he like I've put the music on and he proceeds to tell me his experience with the box so well please tell from the top who he went with important part so he went with Channing Tatum's trainer and he was like I think that's how he got in he was like Channing Tatum and um Zoe Kravitz are a huge like they love to go like they really like I think maybe even it might have been Channing Tatum and his ex-wife like frequented the place it's called the box in New York they they went off and they loved it so I'm like another thing he's like that's another reason I was like this place must be cool a lot of celebrities go to it so he's like so we go we're expecting like you said the sheet with the silhouettes just making love in the background just artistically <laughs> provocative and he's like what we got what we got was he's like uh, at first it was very burlesque for the opening acts so also just like this is this is the story that, so fast forward i'm in dallas shannon's like facetime me immediately i need to see your face i need to stare into your eyeballs i'm getting in an uber to go to whole foods yeah I'm literally she's like that's okay i can stay on the phone i'm like i can stay on the phone i'm in an uber so this is the story Shannon proceeds to tell so me. So he says, he goes, so the opening acts were very burlesque. He was like, you know, everyone has nipple tassels on. Everyone's completely clothed. He's like, and then this transgender man comes out and he has big, huge breasts and he's immediately topless. And then he proceeds to, and they're like, okay. And they he proceeds to take off his bottom layer to 
you know, show his male genitalia. And there was a, an act that involved a dildo. I'm honestly, it, it, got, it got really graphic really quick. We're going to just save you guys the We're details. Gonna, you guys just use your imagination. He used the dildo on himself in some degree, somehow, some way. I don't know. orifices. And then that was, he was like, wow, that was jarring. And I was like, shock Whoa. factor. Oh, he was like, yeah, I felt like that was less artistic, more like shock factor-esque. But he was like, I don't know. So then he, he's like, okay, so the it has not become the main act yet. So the same uh, beautiful transgender performer comes back out and he has a pizza box in his hand. I was like, okay. He's like, he's like, Shannon, you have to understand. We paid $1,500 for a, a bottle the size of my hand of gin. He's like, we were paying so much money to be here. He's like, I mean, we had to order several bottles because there was just simply three of us there. Yeah, they needed more to drink yeah, to like unpack this show. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's just all like very expensive. And he's like, and we're standing there. We're like, okay, what could possibly be the main act? So the performer comes out and this time he is holding a pizza box. And he's like, interesting. So he opens the pizza box and he's completely naked, completely nude. He's holding a pizza box and a roll of duct tape. So the pizza box opens and he gets the duct tape and he starts duct taping the slices of pizza to his body. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. He starts duct taping the pieces of pizza to his body. Some to his legs, some to his arms, some to his neck. Then he goes, then this part was really weird. <laughs> he gets the duct tape and he duct tapes his head to his shoulder. No. So he's just, so no. now he's just like this, which I was like, that feels scary. And he was that like, that feels yeah. like the weirdest part. So now he's just covered in duct tape pizza and his head <laughs> is duct taped to his shoulder. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is so weird. But this, I mean, it- I don't know maybe like very Andy Warhol I don't know he goes so he has now an empty pizza box he brings it to the front he he brings it to the front of the stage and he puts the pizza box on the front of the stage squats over the pizza box and takes a shit (laughs) producer Courtney can you believe that yikes no thank you (laughs) takes a shit closes the box and walks off stage I was like what I was like, what? what in the fuck? He what? was like, yeah. He was like, I'm going to be honest. He was like, I don't. And he, he's speaking from his own personal experience, which I would venture to say he's allowed to. And he's like, yeah, I did not think that was art. I thought that was like shocking and grotesque. And like, it, it was like, it's only just so that people, which they got the job done because I'm here talking about it on the podcast. Right. And he's like, you could tell it wasn't so that someone leaves there and feels fulfilled artistically. It was all shock factor. Mm-hmm. He's like, maybe it used to be artistic. I don't know. So I'm like, damn, that that's crazy. And, and truly, I, I'm FaceTiming Shannon on the phone after she tells me this. I'm horrified. And I'm I like, looked at no. her and I was like, Shannon, Noel Ford, if you have if you ever take me there, I, I know I, I would be, I would have to be in a lot of therapy. Cause I, I was like, right I almost got us a table just to like, we, so then we go, we go to New York. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the plane. We're heading to New York. Something that Anna Grace told me on the way to New York. She looked at me dead ass in the face on the plane and she goes, Oh, we should take some dudes while we're here. Just kind of <laughs> stockpile them. I was like, what? <laughs> I was just, I was just like in my feels. I was like, I'm going to pop off. Of, like, well, should we could do like a really tasteful nude photo shoot for your birthday. We could have. We should have. Like, we should have. I did for a laundry on my birthday. For you the did. I mean, pig. we're basically, honestly, we, we pretty much were nude the whole time. I get in trouble whenever I stockpile nudes. If I ever think I look hot and I take a picture, usually gets me in trouble because then like you could send it to a guy six months later and they're like, is it snowing? why are you in new york yeah and then they're like why are your nails pink they're actually green right now and, I'm and like, you're like Ooh. fuck i've actually never stockpiled nudes before i never have it's usually in the moment kind of thing yeah i feel like it, also you guys know this i do like my go sports ones or like i like to have them yeah, funny. yeah. <laughs> i need them to interweave into the conversation you can't just whip out but i have friends that have like 
file like albums like hidden albums on their phone of nudes and i'm like so you just send them i we were talking about how someone like hacked some girl's phone and like stole some nudes just like a different story that's dicey and i know and coach was like i guess like everyone has a folder like that tucked away somewhere and i was like no no i don't no one no one does I that only nude the only unsent nude i've had if you're listening to this you're a male and one day i send you a nude this was pre-taken <laughs> is that one remember Ooh, with, with the, the cowgirl, cowgirl hat, hat. <laughs> i that's knew a it. great one that was a great nude never sent it to anyone. i was in the bathroom does like washing my face <laughs> in a sweatsuit and i walk in and shannon's just popping off fire nudes i was like look I'm at like, it i'm like wearing like a like a like a head a, like a head wrap my disney your lover. disney Ears. felt yeah. head wrap from tj maxx exactly. that you just wash your face in it's just a bow it's really cute but it, it does look like mickey mouse here <laughs> well, shannon's in there with she's got like her weave in and like a cowgirl hat she's like god this is a great nude i wish i had someone to send it to yeah you. i didn't i still have never sent it because actually even like Save i would it, have maybe. never like sent it to bridgerton or anything because i'm like he'd be like why do you have long hair and you're in a cowboy hat yeah it's all odd it's just he's like <laughs> it never really I'm, made sense I'm, yeah it never made sense to him, but you know what you have that you're like damn i look good i'll start a pay i'll start an only fans just for the podcast listeners you guys can have it i know shannon and i went we're really committed like one time after we saw like someone made like three million dollars in a month on yeah, like bella thorne like, yeah what? i was like listen i can pop lock and drop it real quick on only <laughs> yeah we'll be boofing in this bitch but um okay so we get it. to new york and the yeah. first thing we do is my agent i love her so 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 very much we go to lunch with her uh-huh. so we, we go actually to this... share an agent so yeah oh we same agent yeah it's our two birds one stone. um i get everyone i'm like taylor me and you we all yeah. have the same gynecologist and agent yeah you know what things important things lady parts lady parts lady business and lady business <laughs> overall lady business lady business so we go to um this beautiful spot in new york is my favorite spot uh to grab like a little brunch bistro type vibe it's called balthasar mm-hmm. and it's where i have my favorite thing is escargot yeah they it was abs- my first escargot experience thank you to shannon how do you like snails it was delicious they're really shocked. yummy yeah. you dip the bread and the juice afterwards mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go there and we're sitting there. We're like, casual six. So what are y'all's plans for her actual birthday? We tell her we have a dinner reservation. She's like, oh, she's like, well, I wanted to take you and Anna Grace somewhere. And I was like, she's oh, like, somewhere special. So we get you guys a table. We're like, stop. You know how to do that. Get us a table where? She's like, have you guys ever heard of the box? And we're like, no. We're like, no. 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 She's like, wait, what? I go, have you been there, Samantha? She goes, yes. I go, oh my God, what and was I, your I'm experience? I'm like, stop it right now. I'm like mid escargot. I'm like, tread lightly, ma'am. We're ripping snails. We're like, I'm like, Samantha. I, I, get, I get up sick to my stomach. The casualty <laughs> in which she said it, I was like, what was your experience? I'm thinking she must have she had, had a better experience. The sheet with the silhouettes I want to see like something. two beautiful people making sweet, passionate love. love. I mean, like, yes, that's like artistically hot. So I'm like, okay. So I go, so I'm like, what was your experience? Please tell me. She's like, okay, I've been one time. And she's also so chill. She, she is not. Cool as a cucumber. I'm telling you, she's, she's not really like crazy or anything. She's not like a jarring person. No, not at all, I'd say. So I'm like, what was your experience like? Break it down for us. And she goes, well, she said, so a male performer comes out. He's completely nude. And he starts like juggling knives that's what it was he so starts he's juggling, juggling knives. knives and i don't even really we're gonna do a trigger uh, trigger warning trigger warning for, for anyone about any sort of cutting trigger warning um so he's juggling the knives mm-hmm. and then he proceeds to start cutting himself just mm-hmm. I, I don't she didn't even say where she, i don't even know breeze past it she we, i'm like well, what's mad though what the fuck she's like and then another performer comes out on stage, the guy that's now cutting himself. And I go, is he actually cutting himself or is it fake? She was like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was real. I'm like, what? She goes, he comes out. The other performer comes out. The guy that cut himself lays down on the ground and the, with his juggled knives beside him, the other performer comes out, proceeds to pee on him, on the open wounds. Uh, we literally... I was like, did you 
enjoy that. She's and like, I, not really. I was like, what? what? We, I ask one other person who's been to the box. We're one like, other person tells me. What the fuck is happening there? One other story that they went to the box. They go, yeah, I went there. I didn't stay for the second act. I left after the first one. I go, God, what happened? He goes, well, in the first act, which they say the second act is more jarring, as we've heard. The first act, the guy jacked off and then threw his jizz into the crowd. And I was like, what? <laughs> is that? Breaking a code of some, like a health code. That feels like a health code violation. That absolutely feels like a health code violation. I know that's a health code violation. I was just like, you count me the motherfuck out. And here's the thing, like Shannon and I, like I know we joke and like I don't know. I mean, we're not really that crazy. I mean, I feel like we just talk about like sex, but like I, I mean, there's no part of either one of us that want to be a part of that. Like we both were like we'd be ver- like very upset. Very upset. Anna Grace won't even watch scary movies. I won't. I won't even watch scary movies. I want you guys to know that I I told Shannon She's I sat her down. I have a list. Of, of things that happen in movies that she won't watch. They're specific. Shannon, tell, try to remember. Front okay. test. The first one is if someone's heels get hit, uh, sliced. Achilles tendon gets sliced. If yep. the Achilles, I won't watch which, it. What movie does Hostel, that happen Hostel in? Wax, it happens. Okay. It happens. okay. So <laughs> that's a no-go for her. Feels specific, but understandable. They are specific. The other one was if someone's head gets involuntarily shaped. <laughs> Also, like, what movie has that happened? It happens in? a lot. It happened in Yellowstone season two. It also, yeah, like people are taking it. It happened in Wolf of Wall Street where they bring her to the front and they shave her head. I cried. What? <laughs> I didn't see that. And then, um, let's see. What other oh, stipulation? Oh, there's, oh, yeah. Anything with Apocalypse also made me watch those movies of the night where like the whole world became infertile. And I'm like, this feels scary like it, it could happen or like the day after tomorrow where like a tidal wave come and wipes out the whole world day after tomorrow is scary i don't want to watch anything where the world potentially ends the world's ending apocalypse we all get some weird disease like handmaid's tale what yeah. in the fuck yeah they're they're drawing black mirror no black mirror that could, that could weirdly happen black mirror was too real i was like i have to stop watching this this is freaking me out it was freaking me out so um, anyways that's how i am unicorn i'm basically g-rated she protects her energy and I she do. does not like anything wrong and i get it because i won't watch scary movies either i just want what's the purpose i don't want to be scared i'm already no. fucking scared we're already so scared. i'm staring at a gun that's sitting in my it's my upstairs gun i have an upstairs gun and a downstairs she gun. does have a we're strapped we're strapped okay so I, I, i'm already scared i'm plenty enough scared i'm plenty enough scared and i'm plenty enough grossed out on the daily so when we leave the dinner i literally and samantha just said it so blase we love our agent she was like yeah i want to get you guys to table the box i'm like you're crazy you're crazy i feel like someone would need to warn me before yeah. we go into that situation sure you do have to sign some sort of way where I mean, throwing if, jizz around if we hadn't known also this place has been around for years and we had never we've never heard about it no. so if we hadn't had that story at the baby shower we would have agreed A laughing so hard at the fact that I looked at the wife then and go, yeah, no wonder you were like, don't go there, Shannon. I was like, yeah, thank you. I don't want to go there. No. So we leave the dinner. We call coach. We're laughing. He's, we have the giggles. He is just, he's hilarious. He's, <laughs> I mean, honestly, hearing these stories are funny. Just being there sounds absolutely terrible. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, everyone, if, if you've been to the box, please tell us what happened there. I yeah, want to know. We want to hear your box experience. Cause so then all we, we just can't stop telling Austin about the box. He goes, I don't understand why you would ever pay $1,500 for a table there. You could just give $5 to a homeless guy in new york he'd probably do all that stuff <laughs> i was like you probably would and then we kept telling him we were like yeah it was like fifteen hundred dollars he's like fifteen hundred dollars he's like god the food must be incredible there yeah i was like they're throwing jizz we were like they're throwing jizz they're doing all this kind of crazy shit and he's like damn the food must be incredible <laughs> i was like yeah. i just can't imagine having an appetite can't imagine being hungry in that situation Mm-mm god almighty well we did that we we went down that we did not go to the box we did we, not we did not so that's why we didn't go to the box but we had an opportunity and we passed we said that's gonna be a hard pass and also i can't I. believe that this place exists 
It's scary out. It's a scary world out there. People are in some dark shit. It is really very scary. Like, do you think people would go there and they're like, I don't know, maybe people are just into different stuff. I'm just not. That's like that thing that I saw the other day with David Dobrik. Remember? We were like super upset. They're talking about yes. how people become celebrities and they do like human sacrifice. They sell their souls. David Dobrik sounded like he was genuinely like. Terrified for his life. Terrified. He was saying that one of his neighbors in LA had come to him saying that they would sell their soul to be a, a celebrity and that they, uh, someone from a Scientology said that they just had to. I don't think it was Scientology. He, I think it was just like some he, person, probably in the Illuminati. In the Illuminati or some shit was like, are they the same thing? Can't be too sure. So Honestly, probably. And he was like, yeah, she said that she talked to her mom and her mom said she was willing to be sacrificed as long as her all of her daughter's dreams come true. I was like, the fuck? My mom would be like, bitch, we're sending you to therapy. The <laughs> fuck I look like going on the chopping block with your ass and be TikTok famous. <laughs> Honestly, no. like they really do talk about people that become like the D'Amelios and all those people that become so famous. Like there are so many conspiracies about like the crazy things they do. Because like if you look at it, you're like, they're not really that like, I mean, they're beautiful girls, but. Yeah, you're like, how? It's so, really, what? people are encapsulated by them. Yeah. It's crazy. Well. So anyways, uh, our first evening, we caught up with some, um, some of our friends from batch nation right yeah yeah i went to dinner with natasha mm-hmm. parker she's awesome i was on their podcast clickbait yes check them out they're great and yep. then um yeah we we just bebopped around town we really just had ourselves like a grand old time we giggled we laughed we shopped we went out to dinner um we really did some shannon has done a lot of introspective time uh-huh. going into year 28 and i was telling her she's like gosh i just really feel like everything is coming together like a lot of things happen which we're about to we're about to tell you guys at the end of this podcast a lot of things that happened right before your birthday yes so and i just recently was like i'm gonna spill some tea and i'm like no i actually really do have some tea we to have spill. some good tea because and i was saying this too because like my birthday was in july and obviously yours is in november and i felt like right before my 28th birthday like a lot of things just like click 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 fell into place yeah people that weren't serving me fell away like it was just very like well, you be kicking people out yeah it was i do can i sidebar and tell people about how you yeah <laughs> i was laughing about anna grace with this so something i'm gonna try really hard by the way in my 28th year is i'm gonna try really hard to let others speak and to not interrupt people i'm putting that out great. in the universe because i'm going to try i'm a work in progress and i know that i have things to work on so anyways uh sidebar for one second mm-hmm. though anna grace You're- talked about how um so she's the queen of boundaries she taught me everything about boundaries that i know and i love you for it taylor's yeah. re- really good at them too yeah not spreading yourself thin but something about the way that you handle situations ending friendships relationships anything mm-hmm. men women in your life that do not like you just said serve you anymore if anyone diminishes my self-worth that's the that's the cutoff she says no and so here's my thing i'm like no i talk about it i think about it no i usually let it go on a little too long anna grace is the queen of a cutoff the cut is it is so perfectly swift. swift and thin and like it's like buying like those sashimi sushi knives that are literally meant to cut through like bone and shit she's a cut cut she's like Sing. it's done it's done i told you there's no coming back from it. you cannot reattach it no it's it is- absolutely done and i told you last week i was like god sometimes i worry about myself because like my it's mom quick it's quick <laughs> it's and quick. it's savage but i'm like i'm at this place in my life where like i know my worth and if someone's gonna challenge it or make me feel small anything any situation is gonna make me feel small goodbye and Shannon goes, God, yeah, you really always, always can like, find you an find exit. An exit, man. Dude, put this bitch in an escape room. Make her the leader. She will get us the fuck out of there. She is an exit queen. She's like, bye. Found the exit. Peace. Doses. She's like, get this girl in an like, escape room. I giggled. So exit row like, on a plane. She's like, verbal confirmation. Yes, I will get us the fuck out of here. But 
it, you just you cut them, you cut people off so yes, quickly. Yes, and but here's the thing, and this is what we're kind of I'm teeing you up for is that I was telling Shannon that there's something, and for every guy, everyone that's listening here, our lives go in seven year cycles. So from 21 and you enter 28, it's a new cycle. So like literally, like your oh. your hormones change every seven years. Your hair changes. Your body changes. They say every seven years, your friend group changes because oh like you know you're like you can still have relationships from high school and Do college. You know what what might you think my skin will change to tan maybe probably not that'd be exciting that okay would, that would be exciting but things do like your physical appearance like that you undergo these I've massive heard about taste buds before yeah but your never... taste change wow. like that's like, proven that your taste buds that... change every seven years yes so like everything think about your life is chunked into these seven year cycles like your taste bud like just really kind of strange things it's like your it's almost like your dna kind of turns over yeah so things that you liked before things that you were attracted to before your your all-around interests change i love that so which is why it's great because right now you're entering you're like wow i feel 28 like i feel different i feel renewed and i'm like because you're entering your 20th year that's i'm at coach entering my 20th year before that couldn't be bothered with you did not want a relationship (laughs) i just really was just out there doing but all that being said i was telling shannon too that she has kind of entered this phase where like the me in an escape room an exit strategy we are not dilly dallying around with like when she thought this potential guy that we referenced on the last podcast was taking away your self worth. Totally, yeah. And you were like, maybe it's not the coolest thing in the world to end it, but I'm like, no, that's what we do. We create an immediate plan yeah. to exit. And I did that. And like I said, it yeah. scared him away or made him freak out. And I don't care because it ended you got the answer. so much sooner. Yeah. yeah. And we're not. He may or may not have a girlfriend. Who could be too sure? I don't know. <laughs> we're like, like, we're just not sure. Yeah. Here's glad that was swiftly cut off. Yeah. And you got it swiftly cut off. It's like the in your 28th year, you don't like dilly dally in situations that are right. lasting too long which is why i'm so proud of you because i feel like going into 28 you made a lot of big girl decisions yeah of things that were taking your energy yeah which is a lot like the bridgerton situation which you guys have known and like gotten to gotten to know and love which i'm like we we adore bridgerton gosh we just I he is the love shit. that guy he's amazing and um it just i don't think he was my you know i don't think he's the person that i wanted to enter my next long-term relationship with and it was hard because I had to really like dig to find reasons not to because he checked a lot of boxes, right? But mm-hmm. there was just that feeling that maybe this isn't my forever. And, you know, I ended a relationship that I was in for four years for no reason other than I just don't think you're my forever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't do that again. I, I need to recognize that sooner than later. And I don't want to put myself in that position again. And so, you know, we had to have that hard conversation, which I told him, I was like, man, I'm usually on the other end of this conversation. These words feel sour coming out of my mouth, but I know like that's not this isn't what I want to do. And he's got a box he also checks, like so mature. He was like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. This gives me a sense of release. And I really appreciate that. And I was talking to Grace about it. And I was like, you know, it's going to be sad though, because I really like talking to him. I really like hanging out with him. I really like sleeping with him. Like everything I liked about him, you know? Yeah. And she was like, well, I think you're using him a bit as a crutch too, though. Like yeah. you, well, what that, you said- that's kind of what I was saying. Like, if you literally think about the amount of energy that your body has in the course of the day for relationships, for people, for everyone, like energetically, you were giving him so much of your focus when you were sad, you would call him like he was sort of like this. Um, it was like, yeah, a bit of like an emotional crutch. And I hate to use that word because he's such a phenomenal no, human being. Yeah, and he wasn't like a filler. Or no, a rebound he wasn't that. It's just like, like you're that. like, if I don't want to marry this person, I also don't want to like make him like my confident and my friend yeah. and like all these things when because realistically that's taking your attention and your focus and your energy away from like putting yourself into these new experiences and these new opportunities where you will meet your future partner right and you said you were like you felt so comfortable on him which is great but you need to feel uncomfortable right now like, yeah like you you should never ever be with someone because you're like if i ever hear someone say like oh we're just so comfortable or like oh he's just so nice 
No. No. Yeah. We yeah, can't be doing can't, that. You can't be doing that because it's any, a couple of years you're gonna be like, you gotta have some fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, some, anyways, I that is no more. And he was so I respected his wishes. He's like, I don't think we should continue to talk. That doesn't feel healthy. And I was like, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, always here for you if you need me. You're always here for me if I need you. And yeah, I'm going into 28 with just a no strings attached. Absolutely clean slate, and it does feel good because you're right. I think I I had never been clean slate like this Mm -hmm. before you know and so it's like anything that is supposed to find me now has ample room in my life to find me right because you're not like oh i'm gonna go fly and meet him and like yeah right it was just at the end of the day if you're comfortable with someone they are you're they're not your forever and you're going to keep giving them your time and attention until you have to make that hard line and the moment you make that hard line you open up space for that person to come new in new person to come in yeah. yeah so welcoming all new opportunities um but yeah it's just interesting all the things that kind of like have been wrapped up and tied with a bow on my 28th year actually i'll give you guys the podcast exclusive and it's it's interesting because when this first happened i felt this such a peaceful feeling from it that i was like i kind of want to keep that tucked away for myself this happened about a month ago and I, I was at um, a hockey game and I was downstairs in this lounge and I ran into someone that I had not seen in, in four years. And and we, we, I'm your best friend. I, I really hadn't even talked to you about it much either. I was always like, what? Well, I wonder what happened if you guys ran yeah. into each other. So basically, as you guys know, I was on Very Cavalry and I did not have a very happy ending with Kristen, who was on the show, of course. And so um, it was her show. <laughs> I was on her show. So anyways, um, it was not a good ending. And people asked a lot of the times, like, was that real? Was that fake? Was that this? The ending of that season, that was very real. And it was really, really hard for me because it was really mm-hmm. hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended my career with her, which... I very justified that she fired me. I wasn't great at my job. I really wasn't. Like I, I just started, I got this taste of Instagram and getting ads and I just liked doing that. And I wasn't good with deadlines. I wasn't good with the things I should have been better at. And of course there's one side of the story to other side of the story. There were times where I was like, wow, I need help. And it's just me doing all this. Like mm-hmm. we should have a team. And the, the company was just so fast growing. I felt everything just exploded very quickly, very quickly. Not only did her company explode, but the TV show exploded. And then like I was getting my own little taste of like my my own Instagram popping off. And it was just I, I totally understand that she no longer thought that I fit the role in the job. But the way in which it was done was it was it hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's it was salacious and it was great for TV. And it was this like building, building, you know, personal relationship that also just ended so abruptly. Because y'all were friends for years before. Yeah. So I worked for her for, you know, a couple years and I worked with her very closely, like in her living room every day. And then when we were, we would go travel together and fly together and we just had a really close relationship. She mm-hmm. was really, really, really good to me. And mm-hmm. that's what always sucks because people would be like, fuck her and pin her against each other. And I'd be like, no, when she was good to me, she was really good to me, like mm-hmm. beyond good to me, really, truly. And I mean that. So that's what always sucked because I, I was so hurt by the friendship ending too. Well, you're like, oh, I miss that person. I missed her. Yeah, she was she was great. I mean, you know, when the first episode aired and I was the villain at chosen by, I mean, I knew what I was signed up myself up for slash. I also was acting like the villain. They didn't edit that. Like I was the villain of the show. Mm-hmm. And so, and didn't mind it. It was fine. But she came to me because I was like turning on Twitter. My, remember when my teeth were turned? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. Bad, bad tweets about me. And she even messaged me. was like, hey, are you okay? I just want to check in on you. And like, she didn't have to do that. Like mm-hmm. she really just looked out for me so when that ended in a really tumultuous and toxic way I thought I was just being fired from the job I did not know and it kind of trans I don't know if she knew it that day either but I was kicked off the show I was told like she did not want me back to film and I was like wait what because like I said I was fine with being fired because I knew I kind of deserved that in a workplace but I was like 
I'm not going to be on the show anymore. Like I do great on the show. I'm I'm I, the show loves me. This is great. Like I loved the producers. I loved we just got picked up for a second season mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I wasn't a part of it anymore. And that like that crushed me mm -hmm. really, really bad. That crushed me because it was like it had become my whole identity and just something that I like cherished and loved. I loved doing the show. I loved filming it and it sucked. And so anyways, I never the day I walked out the day she fired me. I never saw her again. I never talked to her again. We never spoke again. I think there was maybe one or two text messages exchanged like randomly about like, this is the email password. Please disregard this or, you know, very, very corporate. Very like, minimal. Very. And I never saw her again. Now we live in Nashville. It's a very small town. Yeah. We run in a lot, that. a lot of the same circles. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our outside circles touch each other, you know, and I've never run into her. I've never seen her at a restaurant. I've never bumped into her at a grocery store I've never seen her at an event I have never seen her one time right but it's an interesting thing about time because I think the universe looks out for you in that way mm -hmm. that if you if I had run into her even a year ago two years ago I'm not sure what my response would have been I think I would have locked up I think I would have been like oh what do I do how do I act what do we mm -hmm. say what is she gonna say and you know time is such a bitch and she's such a burden but she's also a fucking homie and time she looks is a homie she looks out for you like that mm -hmm. like she really does because i'm downstairs in this in this room i'm at this hockey game and there's a lounge downstairs at the arena and i i see someone that i know and i say hello and i walk over i'm like hey and when i walk over to say hey to her kristen turns around and she's there and now we're, we're i'm already walking towards her we are face to face at you know this in this lounge and it was just the most calm and energetically nice and kind experience. It was like both of us saw each other and any animosity, any weirdness, any anything that happened before, salacious and toxic and tumultuous, all those things, it just melted away. Mm -hmm. It wasn't there. There wasn't even a tinge of it in the atmosphere. She looked at me. I looked at her. She was like, oh my gosh, it is so good to see you. I was like, it is so good to see you. Gave each other a huge hug, said, hey, like, I love that. That was it. You know what I mean? Like, and like I said, I almost kept this to myself because it felt like something I wanted to keep to myself and hold close to my heart because it just made me feel so at peace that it almost was like one of those things where I was like, oh, this will be just between her and I. It doesn't need to be on Instagram. It doesn't even need... But I just say this to say that one, you guys have followed me for a long time and I know that it was a very polarizing part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people realize that I've never run into her. I've never seen her. No. So every I, I'm always shocked about that. But yeah. Yeah. So I it was just really great. We we exchanged some small talk talk. She basically hugged me and was like, it was so good to see you. I'm so glad I got to see you. She's like, holy shit, your hair's short. I'm like, oh yeah, you used to have long hair. How funny. You know, just things like that. And we exchanged some really sweet things between each other that I, I will just totally keep to myself. But just, it was a moment when I walked away, I was like, wow, that is, if you would have told me that was going to happen two years ago, I would have laughed in your face mm -hmm. and been like, there's no fucking way. And it was just so comforting and kind and just felt good and it felt like that chapter of my life was so beautifully closed in like a good way I mean like it's not like her and I I don't even have the lady's number I'm pretty sure she changed her number like yeah. I, don't, I don't have we're not gonna start like going on picnics together right but it's just nice to know that in this giant world something that was so I mean I lost sleep over that man I I really mentally struggled with no, the loss you, that of that was really really I don't think people realize how hard that was on you it was very hard on me at losing her as a friend it was very hard on me emotionally like being kicked off the tv show like I don't think people realize I was not allowed to return the tv show it was not up to me mm -hmm. I was told you will not no longer film and I was like 
are you fucking serious? And it was, she was an executive producer. Like it just, it broke me. But I realized now that everything in that order happened for the best reasons. Mm -hmm. She needed it to happen. I needed it to happen. Like she probably could care less about what was me not being on the show. I mean, it didn't affect her. She's a superstar in her own right. But like, it's just interesting because I just so totally all my life saw that going a different way. And I'm happy that it, it went that way. And, you know, she's got a lot of great friends that were also there who were very kind. Like her, her friend Justin was so sweet to me and kind to me. I and love Justin. They, yeah, they were all just like, oh, yeah, you did a, a hair show with him, didn't you? I, yeah. Yes. Or like he, he did a master class and uh-huh. you were the model. And I did it with him and uh, Casey Welch. Yes. And, you I was know, like, I love him. He, it, it was overall such a pleasant and kind experience. And I'm just really glad it happened. I wanted to tell you guys that because in life, if you have anyone in your life that you're just not sure of, enough time will pass. I think everything happens in its own timing for yes. the right reasons. Yes. And I'm just really, I'm probably rambling at this point, no, but it's but because it's, I feel uncomfortable even still. I'm like, I don't even know, like, did I, should I have said this? But I'm like, no, I, I want to tell everyone like that this was truly like exciting, happy and peaceful for me. It, it it really left me feeling so peaceful. Like I remember, I, you know, I called uh, you afterwards, and you're like, "How are you feeling?" And I was like, "That just was so nice. Like that was good just felt like, good. Just like be like, okay, we're beyond that. Yeah, we're adults here. Yeah, I know. I always tell people like, no matter what, time heals everything. Like anytime now, where I feel like I'm wanting to like act out or like do something, I'm always like sleep on it. Like I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, let's let's handle this tomorrow. And it's like totally. you guys both need to kind of sleep on it. Y'all yeah. both need to like sleep a, a quick little hibernation for four quick, years. <laughs> little hibernation but it's was like, it four years actually let me think i think it was three years well i know it's 2021 yeah. i always forget about quarantine year it yeah. has been four years yeah but it's like you never want to regret saying something shitty to someone because like no. just like that you guys came right back and and just guess said, what i never did some crazy tell-all where i was like she did this to me she did no. i i never i always held my tongue because i was like i don't know like because like i said she did write by me a lot mm-hmm. a lot she did write by me mm-hmm. and you know the ending was shitty and sucked but it all happens for a reason and bygones are bygones and time is just it's funny like that it just works out mm-hmm. the timing time, really does work time out. time is a homie time is your homie she is yeah so i mean that wrapped up my 27th that was like your 27 year. year you ended all of your any any relationship that wasn't serving you male wise yeah you were i'm proud of you you had the balls to say you know what you're not my forever i am dating your intention right now is to date for your for your forever i believe in that like you i said really the last do. one not misogynistic i'm monogamous and i just i have this fairy tale belief that you do and like i've said before i don't think that it's a soulmate soulmate soul your person is like that's almost kind of a bit like a it's a bit much i think the person is out there that you're meant to be with and like you guys find a way to make it work mm-hmm. and that is what i'm looking for and i'm just not i'm not looking for my prince charming i'm just looking for the person that i do know that i'm willing to work on and yes. work with forever i feel like that's where i'm learning now it's like you get into a relationship or your next relationship and it's really like hey i'm i'm willing to fight for you and you better be willing to fight for me totally like, that's what it really boils down doesn't to. have to be the perfect person that checks every single box that you just have to know that they're willing to work on those boxes with you for the They'll rest show of your up life. for you show up yeah so i um i don't know i'm very lucky i come from a family of parents who aren't divorced and me too. i i know i'm very lucky and it's probably more uncommon than common these days for that to be the case and i believe in it and it, may, it might make me naive and that's okay but i believe in that so that's what i'm searching for and that's what i'm looking for so if it does not feel like it's going in that direction then i do not want to entertain it for too long 
Now, I'm all about having fun and being in the streets, but I'm looking for, like we said, dream you, car. Yeah, in the you're like, I've been in the streets. I was playing, I got hit by a car. Yeah. Now we're I'm like, in the hospital. Ouch. <laughs> we're like, what the fuck? I'm in a neck brace. Yeah, so now I'm in a neck brace that I need someone to help me heal. Yeah. So, anyway. We'll never stop with that car analogy. No. That the car, the streets analogy. Someone actually just posted about the podcast today, and they were like, "She always brings the conversation back to the streets somehow." And I was like, "The, the analogy's gone on for a while." I'd say we're like, really? we, "We need to continue to interweave in every single episode." Looking for the forever, although this is exciting. Someone from my high school did message me on Instagram <laughs> while I was in New York and said, "Just and th- this is it. You know, you're really starting to grow on me." <laughs> Like, okay, Brandon, <laughs> thanks. You're growing corn in our hometown. Literally, you're like, I'm starting to grow I'm on you. I'm starting to you. grow on you. I don't, want any, I don't want to grow on someone. I want you guys to be so, I don't want to grow on you. I want you to be so excited to take me out. I want to go on dates. I want to be, you know what? I haven't been on a lot of dates. I'd love to take me out. I want to go on so many dates that I get gout. So many dates. Take me out. Give me gout. You know, do you know what I, gout is? No. Gout is what you get from like eating too many like rich foods, like steak, salmon. <laughs> like you can get gout. <laughs> so take me out and give me gout, baby. Y'all, let me tell you what. It would probably be hard to get this girl gout because her body is <laughs> built different. I was with her in New York. At one point, we're in the room. We're hitting a midday lull. She's like feeling springy. She's like, I'm popping espresso in this thing and espresso. She's like, how much is this Grey Goose vodka in the mini fridge? I'm like, I don't know, probably one billion dollars. It was shockingly 60 bucks. That's not terrible. It was small. It was small, but like normally they can get away with charging you like 20,000. You're like, okay, checks out. I'm like, yeah, that checks out. And then (laughs) Shannon's literally making us like a homemade DIY in the hotel room. Nespresso. First of all, the things eat in the pods. We can't figure out how. Yeah, (laughs) we're very confused. Yeah. I make Anna Grace try it first, which is nice of her. I always take one for the team. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I said, how does it taste? She goes, that is, that is unique. Unique. She makes me like a Nespresso shot water down. She puts ice in it until it melts and shakes it up. I mean, it was like the weirdest thing. I'm like, the espresso was so hot. It, the espresso was hot. She's like, I'm just going to melt some ice cubes. And I'm like, this just keeps feeling like it's getting weirder. It's a watered down Nespresso gray goose with half and half creamer packets in the room. Yeah, we found some espresso martini. <laughs> I was like, listen, I was like, we're going to get lit. And then we jammed to what was that song that we jammed to? Oh, I am woman. I am woman by uh, Emmy something. Yeah. I, just look up. I am. Woman. I am woman. We got absolutely lit after that. We that listened was... to that song forty-two times. Forty-two times. I really, en- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really like how artists have been coming in with affirmations. Yeah, it's just like a one long string of affirmations. affirmations and just like keep it over and over and over and over again, which honestly is good because they do say that some uh, songs are like you know that when you when you're saying negative things that get stuck in your head, it like can yeah. negatively affect you. I don't know. We're into an affirmation. Could see that. Um, but anyways, Shannon force fed me an espresso martini and she proceeded the next day, even upon exit. Also, everyone, gosh, you, you have so many people that love you because everyone kept sending us yeah, so much alcohol. So much like, alcohol would find us. I was like, there's never stopping. In room, in the restaurant. It's a lot of champagne consumed. We had a lot of drinks sent to us. Yeah. And at one point the next day, we didn't want anything to go to waste. And Shannon was emptying water, which me, I'm like... <laughs> Let's, I'm like, who needs this? Crazy idea. Let's drink the water first. And I was like, first. what? Dump it down the sink. She's like, dump that shit out. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, why don't you chug the water before you pour champagne into the she pours hotel champagne. water bottle? She's got this like long fur coat on. She pours 
champagne in a water bottle and just like it, we're just, just walking, walking down the streets, streets. <laughs> i looked at her at one point and i go it is so obvious that there's alcohol in this water bottle <laughs> you know? I, I have this like persona that i've created for shannon it's called like aunt shannon <laughs> and it's when she's just really doing some stuff that like you have like a crazy aunt that shows up and they're like the other night i was talking to her it was like two o'clock in the afternoon she's like cold shivering the fire's on she's wearing like a cutoff t-shirt and we just on a photo shoot with like these massive earrings <laughs> and then she's like pouring a glass of wine i'm like you're giving me teacher shannon aunt, aunt shannon, shannon vibes. vibes i just i i like that role i like that role i do hope i have my own children one day but if i don't i'll be auntie shannon for the rest of my life auntie and be shannon. happy about it auntie shannon is the woman that's walking through the streets of new york with a water bottle full of champagne i like that about me She's crazy, but she's fun. Let me tell she's you what. She's fun. But she's... by the time yesterday I looked at her and I said, you're built different. I felt sick as a dog. She's like, I feel great. <laughs> I said, why do you feel sick? She goes, we ate that one meal had all that oil in it. And we ate another meal that had this in it. And I go, what? I feel the food here has been phenomenal. <laughs> this has been great. I'm like a little New York City rat. You yeah. really are. You really thrive in New York. I know. I'm really... I want to move there. I'm, I'm manifesting moving there for at least like three to four months. Here's the thing I can't do. I'll tell you right now. I can't move there in the wintertime. Dude, it is cold. That, I'll tell you what I'm not built differently for. That. Like, I can't do it. I don't know how anyone has the motivation to get up during the day whenever it's like frigid like that. Like, I mean, the kind of cold that's like bone chilling. Yeah. They get up every day. And maybe, maybe it is it's people like that your, are just... ear holes. Yeah. My, I had to take my earrings off at one point because they were just hit. The gold metal was so cold. cold. It just hit my side of my face. I was crying on the street, not because I was sad, but just because tears were coming out of my orifices, and I didn't even feel them. At one point, I was like, "Am I crying? I can't even feel my face. Is not. Is my face broken? My face hurts." Um, yeah. So I would definitely like this spring. I would love to like have an apartment in New York for a couple months and just kind of just see what's going out there. Yeah. Anna Grace is convinced that the love of my life lives in New York. I am. Or in Boston. Case you guys didn't know. Do you guys know anyone in Boston? <laughs> yeah. Well, I am psychic, and also I did do <laughs> Shannon's astro cartography, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's really trending on um tiktok producer courtney is about what it is trending on tiktok um it's a map of i can't really i don't even really know how to explain it i just like saw it all over tiktok then i entered mine and in my map checked out 100 it's basically like takes your astrology and puts it over a global map and shows you places like this city is like where you will feel like the best most confident sexiest hottest, version of yourself yeah, yeah hottest version i was like tell me what city i feel the hottest in actually wait i know <laughs> yeah and she's like new york and then like one of them's like this is a city that like you'll be very compatible with people in this city and shannon's was boston i'm convinced that her future husband is like a new york businessman from boston from boston i'm like, like could, i would just love to meet with someone with a boston accent i'd be like shut up maybe his name is frank I'm like, fuck you, Frank. Frank, it's going to be like something like Brad. It's going to be like very like. Brad? It's going to be very like, like, yeah, Brad, Chad, Ben. Like, what? <laughs> you can end up with the Brad, Chad, Ben? <laughs> Brad, Chad, Ben. I feel like that's what you don't want. That's what people strive not to end up with. They're like, oh, he was a Chad. But he's going to be like, he's going to be like, just like so strong. Okay. I always, I'm like, he's going to be like a New York Wolf of Wall Street baller businessman. Big okay. dick energy. Cool. Figure, a, we could do a figuratively and literally moment like that i'd be happy about it but yeah. usually if they got big dick energy i want like a yeah pete davidson without all the weird stuff well i cannot believe he's with kim kardashian can you believe it no that's just i mean i saw this meme that it said i think pete davidson just texts back quick <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, I think he'd just be texting back quick and honestly no he's funny i always i end up with people that they're like i couldn't see it and then they meet him and they're like i get it like i'm a i'm a personality person through and motherfucking through if you know someone with a great personality that kind of looks okay let me know he's always been my unconventional hot yeah like, totally crush. courtney loves him too yeah big dick so energy courtney's hall pass oh he davidson pass. all right um yes, yes i could i could totally 
I get down with big dick energy just takes over for me. All of yeah. a sudden, I'm like, you're the hottest man in the room because you have big dick energy. Yeah. Well, and there is such a specific difference between big dick energy and a cocky, gross dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sniff it out from a mile away. And a lot of people, I think, have realized that girls like big dick energy. So they've adapted this, like, weird cockiness. And I'm like, ew, you're grossing me out. No. Big dick energy, true big dick energy can't is, be faked. It can't be faked and it's not spoken. 100%. If you are talking, stop moving your lips. Yeah, just <laughs> don't. It's like a, it's an un it's like a it's an energy people carry. It's not Yeah, it is an you energy. You can't say anything. You it's know, I, silent. I did backslide a little bit. Texas guy that I um visited when I was like 22, um I flew to him, visited him and then in the same taxi ride back <laughs> to the back to the airport, um he told me he was going to meet another girl and I was mm. like why would you tell me that? I texted him and I said, I don't know, I just randomly texted him like two days before my birthday and was like, hey. And he was like, hey? And I was like, what's up? And he was like, not much. I hadn't talked to him in like five years. He was like, not like I you were much. Dead. <laughs> like, what's on? And I literally texted him back. It's just been a while since you've ruined my life. So I thought I would just text you and see what you got going on in the upcoming months. But we're not going to, we're probably not going to do that. No. We're not, we're not going to backslide. We're keeping our energetic Doors open. Clean. Doors open. If you listen to this podcast, sorry. I never mind. (laughs) Never mind. We're inviting in the partner that I seek is also seeking me. (laughs) Yes. I remove I release anything. Any blocks standing in our way. Shoot, I'm botching the affirmation. You guys, it's a good one on TikTok. It's a good one on TikTok that we found. It is. But yeah. I do not chase, I attract. Anything that belongs to me will simply find me. It's my favorite one. So if you guys would like to repeat that every day while you make coffee and or in the shower, I do that. And for me personally, once a week, I have to wash my hair really deeply with a charcoal scrub. It's usually a very long shower. It is a long shower. Shannon will stay for like 42 minutes straight. She's like, I'm going to shower really quick. I'm like, I will see you in an hour. <laughs> like, because I have to scrub my spray tan off, scrub my scalp of all its dandruff, fucking shave my leg, shave my china pot, shave my armpits. By the time I'm it's done, a lot of work. I'm like, who am I doing this for? Myself. Me. Uh, myself. I'm a hairless queen. A baby dolphin. A baby dolphin. A She's tan little baby dolphin. is a dolphin. No, but I was, I did tell Shannon that um, I was in the in-between phase, kind of like where you were with Bridgerton and other people. And I, I was so upset because I knew I was going to run into like a couple of these guys all in one night. And the whole way I was like, these guys are not going to get my goat. No. They're not going to get my fucking goat. And I literally in my brain was chanting like, I do not chase. I attract belongs to me. will simply find me over and over and over again. I was like, I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to let them even know I am even quivering. Mm-hmm. I'm not even blinking. What, the same day? Same night physically bumps into coach. Yep. I love that story. Watch all that story on the podcast. Yeah, we'll tell it soon. sometime. Well, you guys, this is um, figured. So, this is po- quite possibly the the season finale. It's our last moment to sit down together. Yeah, we have holidays coming up. You guys have holidays coming up. Here's the thing, though, I do love to chit chat. So if I find no, no, no. myself wanting to record a couple of mini episodes, I'll pop them out for you guys. Give little treats, little little Christmas treats. Oh. But yeah, that wraps up this season. It's been beautiful. It's been lovely. I can't believe you guys have been so wonderful to me and to anna grace and yeah thanks for having me guys of course you're not leaving you're not no. going anywhere bitch i'll be here um and yeah it was really hard for me to come back to this podcast from obviously everything that happened last season and you know i am just so thankful i did now it just feels so second nature actually funny enough i was on the phone with mary carlisle before um i was on facetime with her just chatting about random shit and she's like what are you about to go do you look pretty and i was like oh i'm about to go record an episode she's like oh i hope it goes great and i was like thanks i love you and it's just such a again another thing beautifully tied with a bow that like everything just works out and Mm -hmm. i'm just so happy that i had the balls and the decision to made the decision to come back and do this again because it feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. Talking to you guys really. No doubt in my mind. Feels good. And now we have producer Courtney who is just absolutely up leveling us. Producer Courtney. 
snaps for producer Courtney. This season would not be the same without you. And I love you and I adore you. And we are, we're going to go enjoy Thanksgiving now. Yeah. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Yeah. We're My family comes down. I tried to get them to do a podcast with me. They vehemently declined. Yeah. So here's the deal. Our families are, are very supportive of us, but I think the podcast, they're like, ooh, this one's sticky. That's dicey. My parents don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Mine don't either. And she's like, I really wouldn't like to do that. So I, I'm manifesting my family coming on for the hundredth episode. Oh, that'll be so nice. Yeah, we're on episode 13. So <laughs> that'll give them a long time. <laughs> nice long time. To prepare. Yeah. All right. Well, well I love you guys. I love Happy you. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Bye. Christmas. Happy holidays.